So, hello everybody. Welcome to this retreat. Um, So wondering how you are and where you are and uh, hope very much that this retreat will be a really nourishing, strengthening and freeing opportunity and occasion for you. Time for us to gather even in this for me, still extremely strange form of a bright light shining at me, and and uh, empty down the hall except for Kerry, who's supporting me. Thank you, Kerry, and many, many others. And as always, as you know, on a retreat, there's always so many people, you know, in the background holding space for us, and this is very true with this as well. So deep appreciation to all the people at IMS and uh, Union and Zoom and for doing their best to um, take care of this system so we can connect. And um, I've been reflecting a lot on how different this is, but also may be helpful for us to tune into what's also the same. Maybe that's something to explore a bit during this time that when we really dedicate ourselves to practice, to exploring the Dharma, to deepening in that, to really giving ourselves the opportunity to rest, to pause. And this is a this is a movement of the heart that is not dependent on conditions, external or internal, but can we find that uh, willingness? Yeah, and for all of, all of us in this retreat, we've all done some or many, many retreats. So during this talk, just a real invitation to you to find a comfortable seat, you know, begin to really allow the body to rest and together and alone and together and in our own being kind of begin to find and open to that sense of entering retreat which I hope today this talk and also a talk I'll give later and then a talk from Bhante Buddha which will be recorded and available today. Have faith, <laughs> have hope it will be available today. And just a deep bow of respect and care to him. He was supposed to be giving this talk but right now live from his center in Uganda. And I cannot begin to ex tell you, express my appreciation for his uh, huge efforts over weeks <laughs> to try to get an internet connection sorted out. 
But as we all know in this strange time that we're living through, uh, yeah, conditions do not always cooperate in the way we wish they would. So right here and now, feeling that sort of sense of the gap between what we would like, what we would deeply wish for, and what is. And isn't that something that we live with in our life in so many different ways, levels? Uh, um, and the Buddhist teachings and these practices, you know, helping us to find our way, find a way through this uh, tumultuous time, these conditions. Uh, in your own situation, different for all of us, right? And the internal conditions, what kinds of chaos are we confronting, you know, being offered up on a really large global scale, on a national level, and uh, close in, in our, you know, place where we are, with people, if we're sharing space with people, and in our own hearts and minds. And how I was thinking this morning, feeling into my own chaos and various things, and just feeling like, I hope, you know, we each of us can dig deep or can tune into this uh, the roots of the Dharma. It roots us into the earth, roots us into spiritual life. Like a tree, being, I was, yesterday I was looking at a um, willow tree kind of near here. So I, I'd, I'd make pilgrimages to this willow tree. And I was asking it for a teaching yesterday and it was just growing and beginning, the leaves beginning to turn and it was blowing in the wind and the clouds above. And that one of those, those sort of wordless teachings, and if you put it into words, it would be something like, be like me. <laughs> be this. It's the wisdom of the willow. Bending here, I'm swaying in sympathy. Allowing the Dharma, the roots and the branches and the strength, as one of the themes of this retreat, strengthening the heart, strengthening the mind. And I hope that, um, you know, we can, each of us can feel that, can, can uh, experience that. And it might be, more like remembering, like pausing in the in the busyness and the chaos in the whatever is going on inwardly and outwardly. Like, oh. Yeah. Remembering this key meaning of the word sati, often translated as mindfulness. Remembering. Remembering where we are, here and now, 
And maybe one of the very key central ways in which the heart and mind is strengthened um, is through this simple, profound, transformative practice of you know, tuning into awareness, yeah, as if it's already happening. Um, I'll talk a bit more about this this afternoon. But this sense of here and now, aware, what are you aware of right now? I mean right now, feeling the body on the seat or the floor. Feeling what's, yeah, the sensations in the body, the heart. Maybe sounds. This sense of a kind of basic resource, a kind of basic strength of just, you know, sitting down or walking and just, okay, let me be aware. Let's just, let's just open to that. Mm. So much healing and transformation. And as a great teacher said, you know, awareness alone is not enough. So maybe during these days we can and strengthen that sense of presence, ground, grounded presence, like the willow tree. And learn maybe a bit more about how to remember our strength and our resources and how to allow them to come forth. Yeah. To be remembered, like that double remembering, you know, kind of the branches of the tree, all these different strengths and beautiful qualities that the human heart has. And that times that are difficult, we can really lose touch with that, uh, can really lose touch with that. So refuge, just want to touch on refuge, and Bante's talk will cover this, um, so I'll just uh, share a bit now. But this refuge in Buddha, this awakeness, this awareness, turning to that, sheltering in that. This is so interesting to me, remembering, coming back again and again to this powerful, so easily overlooked again, you know, when we're swept away in the floods of the world. What would it be like to take refuge in awareness? right now maybe we can sense that as a protect as a protective 
sheltering. Yeah, Saranam means shelter. So we go to the Buddha, whatever that means for you. Again, very, for some of you, very established, clear meaning. Some of us perhaps needs to be um, clarified or translated into our own uh, sense of meaning. And for me, I think that sense of taking refuge in awareness is a really good go-to. And I like, when in doubt, take refuge in awareness. And then it's like, oh, yeah, okay. So feel that immediate sense of uh, something beneficial. And then, okay, right, let's see if we can stay with this for a while. (laughs) Like two seconds. And maybe as, as the retreat goes all night, kind of we feel that extending and deepening so taking refuge with conditions not having to be any other than they are but it is a kind of intention isn't it it's a kind of reflection is needed to find that um shelter Guidance, guidance of of the Dharma. What does it mean to take refuge in the Dharma? And again, just for me, just very pragmatic kind of, it will take refuge in things being just as they are right now. Oh, Oh, how is that a refuge? This is very important and something for us to keep rediscovering. How can that possibly be a refuge when things are falling apart and so much uncertainty and there's so much harm being done and received? How can Opening to what is the refuge. And then maybe letting that be an exploration and a, and a, and a reflection. And a, but right now, maybe it could simply again be that sense of like, I feel my bottom on the chair. That's happening. And a sense of the sound, the space of the room. Mm. And I can feel as I'm saying that, I don't know if this happens for you, I sort of feel slightly more upright. You know, sense of the possibility, as another great teacher said, of being upright amidst everyday chaos. Really feeling that possibility of refuge, of shelter in the way things are. And I always think of it as having two levels to it. One is the level of appearance and what seems to be perception. And a deeper level is the refuge in 
how is it really? What's really happening? And yeah, that can just be left as a question, but for me it can deepen into feeling into the sense of the insubstantiality of, of, of experience. Even the really solid, heavy stuff. It's like, how is it? What is it really? And the Buddha is pointing, you know, we'll touch on this later in the retreat, sense of changing, unreliable, not controllable. So maybe even right now at the beginning of our retreat, we can sort of really check out those, that's just a way of talking about it, to, to layers or to perspectives of, yeah, this feeling, uh, you know, whatever that, you know, is presenting something difficult, painful, something lovely, and it's this deeper or this other perspective of our phenomena rolling on. Empty phenomena rolling on. And maybe that perspective is not quite available at this moment. But for me, again, in terms of refuge, it's like, oh, there have been moments, there have been times in practice and in life when there has been a sense of connection with that deeper reality of things, reality of processes, no things. And, and I'm part of that. I am that. I can soften and open into that. And feel the, again, refuge, shelter of that. And then there's taking refuge in uh, Sangha, community. And however you hold that, however you understand that, Maybe right now, the sense of others gathering, technicians, meditators, teachers, administrators, people praying for us or sending us metta, goodwill, kindness. Maybe taking a few moments to feel that in your life. People trying to keep the water supply going. All these people again, near and far. Lovers of the Dharma. People trying to cultivate and and embody and, and enact the goodness. Yeah, again, just if if you have a sense of that as a sheltering, we are not alone, and there is this shared endeavor and shared commitment. It's been going on over a long time, centuries, and all over the world right now. There are people meditating, sharing the Dharma, and there are people people, some of whom maybe we know, who inspire us and encourage us through their practice and their embodiment and their courage and what they can embody of freedom, 
showing us it is possible for a human being to heal, to awaken. Sometimes called the triple gem, beautiful, sheltering, inspiring, and a kind of a touchstone for us. And again, as you see fit during the retreat or before each sitting or walking period, remembering and taking refuge, coming into refuge in a way that's meaningful for you. Probably a little different for each of us. I'm going to chant the refuges in Pali for you to join in with or for you to listen to. And uh, if you're not familiar with the language, I think probably everybody in this retreat will be, but Bhutam Saranam Gachami. Yeah, taking refuge in the Buddha and the awakening. Dhammam Saranam Gachami. Go for refuge to the Dharma. Sangam Saranam Gachami. I go for refuge to the Sangha. And then Tatyampi, which means for a second time, and then, no, sorry, Dutyampi for a second time, and then Tatyampi for a third time. And Shilbantabante's talk will give you another opportunity to uh, enter this, uh, have that encouragement, that invitation to mm, find the find the refuge here, 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 and if you can here, it's here, it's here, it's always available. Buddham Saranam Gachami Dhammam Saranam Gachami Sangam Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Dhammam Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Sangam Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Dhammam Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Sangam Saranam Gachami
just pausing for a moment, invitation again to feel into your body, your mind and heart with kindness, allowing the body to rest as much as it can, feeling that contact with the ground, the earth. and a shelter of refuge. May we enter refuge, may we abide in refuge. May we return to refuge. Throughout this retreat and throughout our life, for our own benefit and the benefit of all beings. So I would like to now spend a little time sharing with you um, some reflections on the, the five ethical guidelines, uh, these five precepts, um, which again are a refuge for us, a support for us. Uh, some different images. I like the sense of them as beacons, or as like a lighthouse light. It's, sometimes there can be sort of connotations that are not so supportive, like, you know, things I've got to do that I don't want to, or, you know, punitive, or sort of some kind of rules, but actually these are, another way I like to think of them is as gifts, gifts to ourselves, to the world, and that somehow with all the troubles happening in the world and in, in our life and the others we hear about and in our own heart and mind, and body, I, I think of them more like something like oxygen. And that feels particularly poignant in a time of fires and floods and a time when it's hard to breathe through racial violence. It's hard. It's hard to those of you who know me know I cry a lot easily, so don't worry. Um, I hope it can be, you know, um, an offering of vulnerability that maybe can support you to feel what you're feeling. And that we don't always have to be, you know, together. And it's okay to feel what we're feeling and again that sense of the refuge place allowing us to do that you know, don't have to put on a some kind of act it's part of what helps us to rest but this acknowledgement of the great suffering in the world you know is always okay, to, to be able to open to that 
but with a sense of resource and ground and awareness. And again, that's what we'll really be exploring during this retreat, remembering, reconnecting with, and cultivating this, these, these resources of, of ground, of awareness, of wisdom. And this, these ethical guidelines is very foundational, isn't it? You know, the Buddha, this, this was what, this is, this is what everything else rests on. And in terms of what we can, how we can um, support ourselves, support those around us, these trainings are crucial. And I would say even more crucial when there is disintegration and chaos and uncertainty. They're even more important as mm, refuges, as as something to hold on to, like holding on to a life raft or a, in a stormy sea, something like that, something to hold you steady when you feel like you know, hurting yourself or another person or shouting or I know part of the pandemic experience, um, you know, is a sense of frustration and kind of pent up anger and frustration really with the constriction and how can we can we make space for that? And one of the things that almost allows us to again kind of make room for these different energies, some very difficult energies is 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 really remembering and reaffirming our ground of commitment to not harming non-harming i again these ethical precepts this ethical training is a training it's an exploration it's for you to inquire um but the this is what's presented and this is an opportunity for us to uh, both acknowledge the degree to which we do practice them. We already, everybody here, everybody on the retreat, this extraordinary, we are practicing them, we are embodying them to some degree, and we don't always acknowledge that because we're very aware of the bit that's a bit nasty. Um, but so to acknowledge, so... I'm going to read the precepts out and I really encourage you or invite you again, just as you wish, to feel, feel, feel it as a, yeah, recognize the goodness in you that's already been cultivated. Again, this sense of strengthening ourselves by reconnecting, remembering there is goodness, there have been good deeds. I may not be able to remember any of them right now because, <laughs> but I know I've done something good at some point. And then, you know, the sense of recognizing, remembering this is a, this is a practice recommended by the Buddha, acknowledging, reflecting on your sila, your your ethical integrity, and then that's uplifting, right? So. Hearing them, I'm like, ah, oh, and, and knowing, remembering others, other people who inspire us with their 
embodiment, with their integrity, with their their kindness, with their courage, with their, yeah, and the way that you can see and hear that being expressed through their their words and deeds. So these are not, these are our precepts, our training. Again, that sense of, this is not just me having to do something and be good and get better and all that, but it's like, ah, oh, I am entering again a kind of refuge place where this is valued, this is up this is this is upheld, this is respected, um, this is uh, a way I want to orient orient my life. So yeah, more much more could be said. I'm sure Bante will also just help us to take it as an opportunity to really you know you you sometimes talk about taking the precepts and and this is like take in the precepts as a nourishment as a reminder of something beautiful something powerful something liberating something that can be then offered through our life through our thoughts words and deeds right so um this version I'm going to share with you is something I think I I kind of developed from um, Stephanie Kaza, so deep bow to her, but I think this is already something I've sort of developed a bit from that. And it, it highlights both the refraining, you know, the sense of let me refrain from unskillful actions, but also then I'm not doing that. Let me do this. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'll again in the retreat we'll get much more into this whole sense of of refraining. Say, uh-huh, no, mm, don't, don't say that. And then okay. <sighs> what do I want to bring forth? What do I want to speak and act from? So I'm going to read them slowly and just pause briefly after each one. And if you want to go back over this, all of these sessions will be recorded and available and the te technology gods allowing. Um, so you can kind of go back over, over them again. Okay, so knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to protect life and practice compassionate action. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, take only what is freely offered and practice contentment and generosity. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, 
I undertake the training to avoid sexual misconduct and practice responsibility in all my relationships. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to refrain from unwise speech and practice speech that is useful, true, timely and rooted in goodwill. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine, I undertake the training to refrain from taking intoxicants that lead to heedlessness and practice caring for this body and mind. So um, I think I'm going to just uh, start to bring these reflections to, to a close. I, I'd like to just, um, before we end, again, like to really invite you into your own presence, your sense of where you are, who you're with, if you're with anyone or an animal, the place that you are, may this place be filled with blessing, with the blessing or blessings of a heart and mind of generosity and care. May we allow the beautiful qualities of, of our heart to radiate, to suffuse our being our body and mind, by reflecting on them, by um, practicing them, strengthening our capacity to, to be here with uh, a deepening sense of okay, okayness. It might not be as dramatic as, you know, and then these images of, you know, to, yeah, a bit lofty, just to feel okay, wonderful, wonderful, something to aspire to. And beyond that, a beautiful possibility of a kind of freedom that's really here in, in our being, in our experience, hidden 
waiting to be kind of uncovered through awareness, through kindness, through wisdom. So it's my deep wish that all of us who are participating in this retreat, that we really give ourselves to this time. Uh, whatever that looks for you in your circumstances. And I'll talk more about this afternoon about some of the practicalities of what, what that might involve. But just want to leave you now to really just be present with yourself, with awareness, and just connecting with something from these reflections. Are specific, you know, teaching or a word or image or just a felt sense of where it's bringing you if that's, if there's anything beneficial, you know, arising in the mind and the heart and your experience right now, really noticing that and allowing that to really nourish you and strengthen you. So for practice, I really encourage you in the next I think, three hours until I'm back here to pause, you know, beginning, um, do we keep leaping up off our meditation because you do the next thing? Yeah, right, go, go do walking now or oh, got to go and finish doing the, washing the dishes or got to, you know, anyway, I could feel that because we're still, we're still coming in. So just really encourage you, even now as this talk finishes, um, as the silence comes, just really, if you can, take time to pause. And you might just wait for a while through some of the initial impulses or well, I want to go and write that down or well, whatever it is. Um, to stay present with yourself, even if that means like moving the body, okay, and then just sort of make some space to see, okay, what might be helpful now. And sometimes I find you can wait five minutes or so, and then you're like, oh, oh, do some walking, okay, but just wait, and then they'll walk for a while, and then they'll be like, ah, lying down meditation, yes. Do some reclining, but stay close to yourself. This is what I would, one of the things I would encourage for this whole retreat. It's like taking it as a time to like kind of, um, uh, yeah, stay close to yourself with a sense of care, interest, and patience. So that might be a pith instruction for the whole retreat. What if I was just to kind of, you know, gently stagger around through the rest of the day, you know, staying close to yourself with a sense of care, interest, like what? Hmm, I wonder, what's hmm. interest and patience. So I hope that's helpful, trying to 
help us begin this retreat and um, really wish you well with the next few hours and uh, and we'll meet again at whatever time that is for you. Um, here it will be 2 p.m. So um, from the forest refuge and all the good vibes and the good uh, goodness of this place and of everybody who's been here and of everybody who's helped to um, offer teachings here and practice here. May it all come through this little tiny little window and come flooding into your space where you are to to mix with the goodness emanating from your own heart. And boy, that space is going to be beautiful. Let it fill up with 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 the with the good stuff. Okay, so I'm going to pause there. And uh, yeah, thank you for your attention and see you later.